0: to see you. I think I can see you with that light. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Let's just pray before we start. Father, we thank you for your word. We, your word is a light unto our, unto our path, oh God. And we pray that, Father, today as we learn from your word, as we dig deep, oh God, that, Lord, we will learn some things, hear some things, see some things, oh God, that will increase our faith. Lord, and cause us to rise, oh God, and, and be people, Father, who spread your word, your good news. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, man. You know, this morning as we were just worshipping, I just feel I had a word, I don't know if it's one person, I think it's many here, that you've been going through a dredging time. It's just been really, really hard. I don't know if it's your workplace, your family, but it's been really hard and and to a point where you just want to run away, you just want to get away. Well, I want to encourage you is that God is doing something in you. Um, I don't know if you can see this, but this is called a post digger. Can you see that? This looks like a big drill bit. You know, and they're pretty, they're really good when the dirt's really, they're good at all times, but when the dirt is really hard, and you just slogging away, trying to dig and dig, having one of these goes right deep in, right deep to, to such depth that out of it comes uh, f- good soil, fresh soil, wonderful soil. And I just believe that just stand, stand strong. Don't waver, don't run away. But God is doing something deep in your life that out of a fresh water, good things is going to come out of you. And you're going to look at that time and you're going to go, I'm glad I never ran because God had something good. You know, my dad, um, he loved having a ball and uh, he had something similar to this. And as he began to get the post and drill deeper and deeper and deeper, out of it came spring, spring water. And I believe that same, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be, you're going to be able to drink from this hard time. You're going to go, Oh, I learned so much. I grew. God did something in me. Amen? Amen. So if that's for you, take it and be encouraged. Well, this morning I'm going to speak on signs of the times. Let's go, let's go. (laughs) Two remembers. A movie called, maybe a lot of you don't, but some of you will, Alan will, and Pastor Ron will, A Thief in the Night, back in the 70s. It was freaking scary. It was a Christian movie and it was scary. And it was about this woman, Patty, who was living her life for herself. And then all of a sudden, there were earthquakes, and the sky goes dark, and then. We see that Jesus is coming back. But Paddy wasn't ready. Well, I'm going to make sure today you're ready. I'm not saying that it's going to be an earthquake today. You know, there have been over the years many many books that have been written, many preachers that have come through, and some false people that have come through and set dates. Right, Uh, I don't remember Barry Smith in the day. He never set a date, but he came round all of Australia. Barry Smith, he was a a great preacher of the end times and the last days, and it was is really interesting. And um, he enlightened us with a lot of the things. Who remembers Barry Smith? Put up your hand. Oh yeah, there's a few people do. That's awesome. He's with the Lord now, and uh, but uh, over the years. There have been many people who have predicted about the last days, the end times. Back in 1844, a a man by the name of William Miller, he was a lay Baptist preacher and he was convinced uh, that he knew exactly the day that Jesus was coming back. And he announced it as October the 22nd, 1844. The movement became known as the Millerite Movement. People sold their possessions, sold their houses, quit their jobs, put their white robes on and, and on the day of the 22nd of October, they climbed the hillsides but Jesus didn't come back. We're still here. It didn't happen and it's now known as the Great Disappointment. Fast forward some years, some of us may remember 1988. There was a book that was written and published uh, called 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Returning in 1988. Edgar Wiseman was the author. It's one thing to write a book and get it wrong, but it's another thing to get it wrong 88 times. In 1994, Harold Camping, President of Family Radio made a prediction that Jesus would return the 21st of May, 2011. That's not long ago. Didn't happen. So he chose another date. (laughs) October the 21st, 2011. All wrong. We're all here. I agree. Jesus is coming back. We should live ready but the exact time and the exact hour no one knows. Matthew 24:36 says this, but the day but of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. The Bible makes predictions. God tells us just enough to make us aware of the signs and what will happen. You know, the Old Testament, we were, we've seen many scriptures that have been given in the Old Testament of uh, Jesus' prophecies. 300 related to Jesus' first coming, and he came. And 100 had to do with his second, sorry, 100 had to do with his first coming, and 200 had to do with his second coming. Related to his second coming, 200 scriptures in the Old Testament were prophesied. And we see that that throughout the Bible, we see scriptures and prophecies of his second coming. Related to his second coming, says seven out of ten chapters in the New Testament make reference to the coming of Christ. That's one in every 30 verses. Hence, I'm preaching on it. It's important. We need to live ready. So today, I want to specifically focus on the signs of the times, according, not to Nina Elmendorf, but according to what Jesus said. All right? So don't stone me. Don't throw eggs. I'm not going to set a date today. I am just letting you know what the Bible says. Matthew twenty four verses one to fourteen, the expected King Jesus return. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do not see all these do you not see all these things? As surely as I say to you, not one stone shall be left upon another, and that shall be not be thrown down. You know, the signs of the times, the end of the age. This passage is known as the Olivet Discourse. It's where Jesus is with his disciple on the Mount of Olives. Olivet, get it? Olives, Olivet. So it's discussion. And verse 3 goes, continues and goes on. And now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another and will hate one another then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. You know, this passage is happening in the last week of Jesus, just leading up to his crucifixion. And Jesus has gone to Jerusalem to celebrate with his disciples the Passover and followed by then was the feast of the unleavened bread. And this is an eight-day celebration. It's an eight-day holiday. And during the day, Jesus will go to the temple and he will teach his disciples and the people would come. But then at night, he would go and he will retreat with his disciples at the Mount of Olives. And it's a short walk from the temple to the Mount of Olives. The Jerusalem was packed in the day and still is in the times of feasts and festivals. They all come from all over. They come from America. They call The Jews come from all over to celebrate these celebrations at the moment and they did back then and as they're walking to the Mount of Olives and they're leaving they look back at the temple and they say oh my look at the temple it is gorgeous it is and you could imagine when the sun shines on it it was like white as snow glistering so bright and that was gold trimming so it would just sparkle and Jesus says yes but it's going to be destroyed and that's exactly what happens 40 years after Jesus saying that in 70 AD the romans put an end to the to a jewish rebellion and and the romans went in and destroyed the temple and burnt it to the ground, and it was led by an order by Emperor Titus. They completely destroyed the second temple in Jerusalem by setting it on fire. And even to this day, you can actually go, and this is what you see. This is what I saw in this year when I went to the, to, to the temple area, and you see big stones and borders. Some of you came, Steve and Connor You know, and you can sit on the rock for probably three seconds without being kicked off, (laughs) and you can touch. And that is exactly to this day to show that that was the ruins of the second temple. We see it today. This is real. The Word of God is real. It's not made up. It's actually real, what the Word, what... Jesus said would happen came to pass. We then, we, we then go and see that the di- disciples are retreating in, Jeru- in, in the Mount of Olives with Jesus and they ask him two questions. In verse 3 Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things Be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Actually asking him three questions, aren't they? When will the temple be destroyed? What will be the sign of your coming back? And what will be the sign of the end of the age when the world is destroyed? By their questions, you see, they are really not clear on things. They think that the destruction of the temple must mean the end of the age, and that's when it will happen. And they ask him, when are you coming back to rule again, to take over? So he uses the rest of Matthew chapter 24 as we read it, he uses the rest of his discussion with them uh, to explain that the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, not that they knew that, is not, the end of the age, it's not tied together, it's not that, so he helps the disciples understand and helps us understand as we read the Bible now, that the the events that will lead to Jesus coming back again, his second coming, this passage in our time is known as the church age, we're living in, it's called the church age, from when Jesus ascended to heaven to when Jesus comes back again, it's called the church age, okay? So you're living in the church age. And Jesus fulfills those New Testaments and yet still going to fulfill the rest of them in his second coming. You know, people ask me, are you a pre-tribulation that means you know, will we, the church, get caught up in the rapture before these bad things happen? Or are we on earth during the tribulation? And um, I'm, a, I'm a panist. I'm a pan, pan. Alan, how did you put it to me? Pan, yeah, like I'm a, I say I'm a panist. It all pans out in the end. Jesus is coming back. Whether I'm in it, whether I'm not in it, Jesus is coming back. I hope not to be in the hard times, but I'm just saying. So let's look at the 15, 15 major signs, 15 major signs that will proceed before Jesus comes back. We see in Matthew 24, Jesus seems to break it down into three three stages though. There are three stages. He examples... Uh, the stages to a woman who is pregnant and you men you're lucky when a woman is pregnant there are stages Hannah is overdue (laughs) she's in that last stage Hannah come but not today not in this room Lord (laughs) come come for Hannah um, and there are stages, and you get Braxton Hicks, and they go, "Oh, oh, is that it? No, girls, that's just that's, that's just the taste of what's to come." And then they increase, and the, men, you are blessed <laughs> only to have one part, and then you increase. This and when a woman is in labour, it is intense, it is seconds apart, it is. I'm not even going to go there. It's bringing me flashbacks. (laughs) And Jesus refers it to this. You will know because the times will intensify. Things will happen at a greater level, a greater speed. So let's read the Bible, verses 4 to 8, chapter 24. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying i am the christ and i will and will deceive many and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet for nations will rise against nations kingdom against kingdom kingdom and there will be famines pestilence earthquakes in various places all of these are the beginning of sorrows the new the the niv or the english standard versions translator as these are the beginnings of birth pains these are the beginnings Bracton's hicks are the beginnings then it intensifies and then when you're in labor it's the real deal He's putting it out there. There'll be mild aspects, just like it is in labor, but then intensifies. So, the final stages, the most difficult, painful part, Paul refers it to and writes it in 1 Thessalonians 5 1 to 3, on the day of the Lord. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need. That I should write, I have no you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. That's where they got the name of the movie from. For where when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. So I want to look at look at the three different stages. That first Stage number one, before Jesus comes back. This is our time, church age, before Jesus comes back. We see in all the world, the religions will begin saying, I am the way, this is the way, follow this is the way, this is how you do it, this is how you get to God, I am the way. And the spread of that is going to be on the increase. In the 18th century, there were two who claimed to be Jesus. In the 19th century, there were seven. Can you see the increase? In the 20th and 21st century, in our time, there are 36 people who have claimed to be Jesus. Shock horror, we have one in Queensland. Alan John Miller claims he is Jesus. He is married to Mary Luck who claims to be Mary Madeleine, Madeline, and they are married. And on his website, didn't want to put the website out there because I don't want him to gain traction, him as Jesus gives the message of the day. This is Jesus talking. It's actually Alan John, but um, it's, it's actually uh, Miller, not Jesus. It's on the increase. We have it at our back door. Secondly, wars and rumours of wars. This is what Jesus says what he is saying, that the wars are going to increase over time. And historically, that's proven to be true before Christ. There were only 70 known wars. After Christ, when Jesus ascended to heaven, the next 1,000 years, there were 50 wars. In the following five years after that there were a hundred wars the next 300 years after that there were 200 wars in the last 200 years there were 500 wars in the last five years there have been 25 wars you see the increase see that increase it's just coming more and more like labor pains number three famines Stats in 2023, there are 828 million people globally who are affected by hunger. That's a lot. One of the concerns is that we may grow, we may outgrow the ability to produce food for 10 Billion people in the, by the year of 2050. Right now, there are predict, predictions, and we hear it. Remember, we heard it, predictions of short, shortage of food. It's going to happen. It's starting to happen now. Number four, pestilences. Well, one word for that: COVID. <laughs> Millions of people have died and still dying, but we will see more of that. I believe we will see. More of types of COVID's coming out. There are, there are resistance to antibiotics at the moment, which are causing bacteria. Cancer is on the increase. It's intensifying. Now, I'm not telling you to get scared. I, I'm telling you these things as one, I'm, I'm reading from what Jesus says. And I'm telling you to live ready. And when you hear these things, get excited. Because that means Jesus is coming soon. I don't want to live on this earth forever. I don't know about you. So get, just know that not to be scared but go, oh, this is what Jesus was talking about. Number five, earthquakes. The Bible says that earthquakes, there'll be earthquakes. There are 20,000 earthquakes that happen every year. We don't feel them and we're not even aware of them. That's actually 55 earthquakes a day happening today around the world. All over the world. There are fault lines. I remember in 2010 we we had a house on the market cuz we were coming moving up here. And it was 2010 and we had the house on the market to to go for auction on the Saturday on the Thursday night. This is Adelaide. This is South Australia. I never – I was there 44 years. I never heard of an earthquake in Adelaide, right, ever. We had to sell our house, auction on Saturday. Thursday night, there's this – I said, honey, what was that? We jump out of bed. We're scared because we have to sell our house. Oh, my gosh, what's (laughs) happened? You know, is it cracked? Is it whatever? And we put on the radio and there was a, a, a tremor. And the only thing really that happened, a plastic chair fell over. So, it wasn't really much. But I'm saying that, that that's an increase and nothing happened to the house. It didn't sell, eventually it did, <laughs> but nothing happened to the house. Since keeping records in 1900, they noted 15 earthquakes a year over the seven on the Richter scale. It's 15, seven on a Richter scale for those who don't know, that, that's you really feel that. In 2010, there were 23, yeah, I I was part of one of those, 23 in 2010. Then there comes stage two, verse nine, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake and then many will be offended. You know, the Greek word in this offending is is scandalizio, which means falling away from the faith well haven't we seen that we, we've seen that churches all over the world have seen that where attendance is just people have not come back to church anymore people got in a habit of like patty living for themselves And <laughs> goes on many will betray one another and will hate one another well how, haven't we been seeing that And will hate one another, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many, and because of lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as witness to all nations, and then the end will come. Number six, we see persecution of Christians. I don't know about you, but it is on the increase. We are living in the day that there are more people persecuted for their faith than ever before. In the last century, more people were martyred, killed for their faith than ever before. In Asia, one in three Christians faced high levels of persecution. According to Open Doors, which is an organization missionally helps people, it says in in the top the top five countries in the world that persecute Christians is North Korea, Afghanistan, Somalia, Libya, Pakistan. Two hundred and forty five million Christians around the world suffer from high levels of persecution for being a Christian. We're okay here. We haven't seen too much of it. Your, our type of persecution is media or face-to-face. It's like being cancelled or shut down. That's our type of persecution in the Western world. You know, my, my brother, when my mum and dad became Christians in 1960. Nine, I was two, my brother was older, he was seven, and um, he went to a, a religious school, and uh, when they found out that my mum and dad became born again, born again Christians, born again Pentecostal Christians, simply what it is, is, you know, is us, is, is, is realising that God is our saviour, he died on the cross for us. Right, and we believe in the word of God. And when they found out he was called into the office and he was whipped. My brother, seven years old, whipped, because my mum and dad changed religions. same religion, same God, but changed denominations. You know, we see we, we saw it then, we're seeing it now. Kids come home from school now and you know I just I heard this I just heard this uh two weeks ago a friend of mine went to America to visit her friend and she said to her I my kid came home from school today and said that the teacher put out a poll saying okay we we need a vote who wants the cat litter in or who wants the cat litter out Now, I know you think cat litter, meow, cow. No, 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 furries identify kids. Elaine, kids identify as cats and dogs and animals. So, the daughters, like, so mum just said, oh, it looks like we'll be homeschooling now. But you think that's in America. I was told last Sunday in Brisbane, Queensland, there is a school there's someone in our church who has a family member who is a groundsman who was brought in and said, can you take this toilet out and put a litter in? And he goes, yeah, no worries. He's innocent. Yeah, no worries. He goes, can I ask why we got animals? Is it like, oh, no, it's for the fairies. the kids who identify as cats, dogs and lions, and other animals. And this, this man, the groundsman said, so who's cleaning it? And he goes, you are. He goes, not part of my job description, I'm out. In South Bank, this is in our, in our city, in South Bank, you can go for a walk in South Bank and you may pass humans on all fours with a leash tied to their neck, like my dog, Dobie, he has a leash. He's allowed to have a leash, he's a dog. And they walk them, and they're humans. These people need Jesus. And we are to be the ones who bring the love of Jesus. See, there's confusion, It's all it is. I feel sorry for them, because there is confusion. There is a myriad of issues in their lives. To identify as an animal and not a human says there's brokenness. And God is saying, will you go? Tiana, will you go? Nikki, will you go and show the love of Jesus? I died for humanity. Sorry gets to me because it's just broken people who are longing for acceptance. It's longing for hope. And we have the answer. In 2021, 4,761 Christians were killed for their faith in the last year. 2021. Just a year later. So 4,761 were killed in 2021. Just a year later, in 2022, rose to 5,000. 898, 6,175 Christians were detained without trial, without arrest, and sentenced to imprisonment. That's 17 believers in one day. Today, 17 believers will be arrested with no questioning, with no trial, and sent to prison. Why? Because they believe in Jesus for their faith, we had a a beautiful refugee lady come to our Warner location, part of our Warner location, before she moved, and she told me the story. She goes, Nina, when I was on a bus, um, it's 11.18, okay, I was on a bus, this is a great, a great, sad, but great story, in Iran, and uh, she saw this lady reading a, a book she said it was a book and she was intrigued because this girl was crying as she's reading this book and then laughing and then holding it and then she so she, the next day she tried to sit behind her and peered over and she said to the girl what are you reading and she goes oh nothing 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 and then um she the next day she sat next to her she goes no I really am interested what are you reading And she told her I'm reading I'm a Christian, I found Jesus and I'm reading the Bible and she's, and then they start reading the Bible together and this girl, can't say her name, but she became a born-again Christian. But when she went home to her mum and dad and she said she became a Christian, they literally locked her up in a room and treated her like an animal, like a prisoner. They, they called the religious police and came The parents will leave the house and the religious police will beat her up. This happened time and time again until she was able to escape Iran and become a refugee in in, in our detention centres and became a follower of Jesus who was so dedicated in sending, getting the message out. And she was part of our church. She was beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful girl. But the persecution, just because she chose to believe in Jesus and not Allah, tries to believe in a living God, not a dead God. She's still serving God. She's serving God in her in, in the community and helping people find Jesus and discipling. is just wonderful, wonderful. 5,110 churches were destroyed or attacked in 2022. Burnt down, destroyed or attacked. Number seven, a falling away of faith. We have seen a great increase of this, especially during the pandemic. Um, people have gone away, became, become lukewarm, Hold in their faith it, it, it's terrible sad really sad people who had faith were on fire for god just no longer they're doing gardening they're just sleeping in they've lost their fire and their hunger for for god number eight betrayal and hatred well we are seeing that a lot of that more and more you can't even get a job especially in victoria if you go to a church You know, you're demoted, you're kicked out of the organisation if you're known to be a Christian. It's conflict of interest. Hatred is running high in our nation. Number nine, increase of deception from false prophets. I find it interesting. He's bringing this up again. So be careful. There's going to be an increase of false prophets. Number ten, an increase of wickedness. In verse 12, Jesus uses the word lawlessness. And the Greek actual translation to this is they have shunned away, they have pushed away the law of God. So it's wickedness that is on the increase. And I mean, you just turn on the news and you see it. Like last week, just some young kids helped themselves to Mark's belongings in his car. You know, like just, yeah, I'll break in and have a nice time and take what he has in there. So it's just brazen, brazen, literally brazen, daylight coming in to your house. Number 11, decrease love. Verse 10 says, and then many will grow, be offended and will betray one another and hate one another. This is happening in churches. This is happening amongst believers. This is happening with pastors. Cancel the pastors. It's this new thing. The effect of coldness is brother will betray brother. I like how Paul states it in Romans 8, 7 to 8. Don't become infected with the mind of the flesh, but rather the mind of the spirit. I love that. Be infected with with the mind of the Spirit, what God says, not what you want, not what everyone else wants for you, but what does Jesus have for you? Because it's good, it's wonderful, it's blessing, it's abundant life. Then the good news. Number 12, the spreading of the gospel around the world. We are living in an informative time and age. Like I went to uh, a place in Asia like, remote. And these little kids had phones. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a better phone than my phone. <laughs> I envy. Like, these kids, it's everywhere. At a click of a button, they can hear the good news. It's wonderful because the gospel is, is reaching places it's never reached before. The only great thing, the only great thing about COVID it's not sanitizer. The only great thing about COVID is that we have church online and apparently people all over who don't even go or belong to a fellowship can watch church online. People who are sick, who can't get to church, can watch church online. People who are flicking stations at the time of where they're desperate in need and they hear the message of Jesus. I think it's the most it's a most significant time and sign in verse 14, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world and witnesses to all nations and the end then will come. We are getting closer to that stage. Did you know in Washington, D.C., there is a museum of the Bible and this is an amazing, amazing room that there is a, uh, uh, every spoken language of the world in form of a book that is empty, right? Some are not. And what they have done, that if if one... I'm Italian, okay. The Italian language has a full Bible. It's called the Sagra Bibbia, which is the Holy Bible. And it's been translated. So if you have a complete book of the language, that's one colour. Then if it's another book of another language is uh, might be just have a new testament that's another color and every it's color coded some might just have the psalms in one language and so that's another color so you see uh, books of different colors and red would identify that's a full bible in that language and then they just have other uh, other books of the bible in in their language Then they have hundreds of books of the spoken language that they still don't have a gospel in its form yet. And the executive director has said that by 2030, that's only seven years away, by 2030, every single spoken language on planet Earth will have the gospel translated in their language. How good is that? But not everyone's going to go to the museum of the Bible. It's up to us. God's using you and me to bring the gospel. Never in the history have we had the ability to have the word of God in every language. Jesus said that he would not return until every ear has heard. Stage three, this is the intense stage. It's a painful stage. I'm hoping I'm not around at this stage. I hope you're not around at this stage. Just stand firm, keep following Jesus, look to Jesus, follow Jesus, and you'll miss this stage. This is a stage of the most painful stage of birth pains. This is what Hannah's going to experience very soon. This is a stage talks about the abomination of desolation, also spoken by the prophet Daniel. In the time of the Antichrist, Matthew twenty-four, fifteen to twenty-eight, the Great Tribulation, and therefore, when you see the abomination of the desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes, but woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing, are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, nor, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh will be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened for those who but turn to God. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is a Christ. No, there he is. Don't believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect, even Christians. They would deceive by doing miracles to deceive believers who are in that stage. See, I have told you before, he's telling us now. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he's in the desert, do not go out. Look, he's in America, don't go. No, he's in Brazil, don't be fooled in the inner rooms do not believe it for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west so will the coming of the son of man be for whenever the carcass is there the eagles will be gathered together number 13 the appearance of the antichrist there will be a charismatic global world leader who emerges as a world dictator this is going to happen they used to think it was kissinger but uh, he's not the man is he that's what the Bible tells us. He will be opposed to God and anything that represents God. He will be possessed by Satan. Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.4 says, and that he will set himself up in God's temple. So the, 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 the temple in Jerusalem and proclaim himself to be God and demand to be worshipped. And also tells us that the temple will be rebuilt in order for this to happen. And unfortunately, it will be the rebuilt to the honor of the Antichrist. He will set himself up to be worshipped as Messiah. He will come as the man. He will come as he is the Messiah. He breaks the covenant of peace. He says, peace, peace to the world. And as Jesus referred to it in in Daniel, he breaks the covenant of peace halfway through a seven-year deal, which he makes. And the eyes of the Jews will be finally opened, especially as they will see he is not the real Messiah. They rejected the first Messiah, Jesus. They're waiting for this one. And they will see he is not the real Messiah. Who they've been waiting for? Their eyes will be open. Then great tribulation. Can I have the musos come, please? Uh, the great tribulation will come on earth, and that's when, when Jesus says in verse twenty one, there will be chaos in the world. Events Revelation six to eighteen refers to this time. Number fifteen, my last one: rise of more false, more false Christ. And false prophets and false signs and wonders. Jesus saying, do not be deceived when they say the Messiah is here or there. Verse 27, for that as lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus is coming back. Every ear will hear, every eye will see. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Today, I want to give you an opportunity, if you have never made Jesus Christ the one who died and rose again as your Lord and Saviour, there are no ways to the Father except through Jesus Christ. There's not your works, it's not sitting in this chair that will get you to God. It's through believing, confessing, receiving. And with every eye closed and every head bowed, I really want to give an opportunity. I'm not here to scare you, but I am here to bring you the news of the Word of God that this is the only way. Prophecies have been fulfilled and these ones will be as well. And that's you. And you say, I want to follow Jesus the rest of my life. I want to serve Him. I want Him to be... Saviour and Lord of my life, if you like to raise your hand, I'd love to pray for you. If there's anyone here this morning and you feel perhaps you're here today and you go, listen, I don't really even know if I am saved, if I have given my life to Jesus. And you want to perhaps rededicate your life to him this morning. I'd love to pray for you. No, well, this is wonderful, great news, people, because if you were to die today, I hope all of you are right with God because that is the only way to Jesus, the only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. If you're here, I see that hand on my left. If you're here today and you go, Nina, I'm just too scared. I'm going to be standing at the next step banner. I would love to pray for you. I I don't want any one of you to miss out. If you're here and you leave this building, I'm going to pray that every one of you has that opportunity to surrender your life to Jesus, that you're right with God. Father, I pray for every person in this place right now, God. You know their hearts. You know the conditions of your hearts. This is not a hard sell, but it is the truth. Because we know the Word of God says the only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. The only way to have eternal life is by receiving, believing, receiving and confessing Jesus Christ as a personal Lord and Savior. And I pray that everyone in this building, oh God, will take an opportunity to be right with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you